0: I'm Misty Seibel, your host. Welcome to Sweet Hymn Seibel. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy January of 2022. January is always an exciting month for me. The opportunities, the fresh energy, the start of a new year... It's all just very exciting and new and probably doesn't hurt that my birthday is in January. I'm going to try my best to help you guys and your mindsets with this year. My biggest goal is just to stay consistent and to put out quality information and topics of conversation. So I'm so thankful for anyone who's listening along. I have tried to record this episode four times now my throat keeps giving out on me we're gonna try our best to get through this one i'm feeling lucky number five is is gonna work out for me all right today i want to talk about belief systems and that's a big one Uh, i do realize that that is quite a big task to try and break down in a 25-minute podcast episode. I probably won't be able to hit all the points that I would love to actually talk about, but I'm going to try and make it short and sweet because I think it's really important for people to realize that they can create their own belief system and we don't necessarily have to believe something just because someone else in our family or close to us believes it. We also can still coexist with people who believe things that are separate from our beliefs. The idea for me doing belief systems started because about a month ago I asked Steve to describe me in four adjectives from when he first met me versus four adjectives about me today. I wasn't expecting much. I don't really know what I was expecting. Nine years ago when Steve and I first met My life was pretty chaotic in a not-so-great way. My parents were off of a divorce. My family unit had just totally been split up, and everything that I thought I believed in kind of came crashing down on me. So it's no surprise that he used the word lost to describe me when he first met me. So I'm like, okay, you know, that makes sense. I was lost. But then he said one of the words to describe me today would be happy. And I was so taken aback. I thought, like, you know, I don't know, a good mom, like a good cook, whatever. But when he said happy, I just had to... It was one of those moments where I had to stop and really let that sink in. Like, here is my other half, somebody that has seen me probably at my worst... And is now describing me as happy. And if he thinks that I'm happy, the person that knows me the most, I must be doing something right. And I've worked so hard to get to a place of happiness for myself, for someone else to acknowledge it. And that someone else being someone I consider my soulmate, my best friend. It just was a really resounding moment of, wow, I... I really have changed, and and my belief system has really followed me. It was just a whole thing for me. So that kind of brought me back down to earth like, well, how did I get from lost nine years ago when I was 20 years old to happy at 29? And the answer is because I changed my belief system. I started making my own standards for my belief system. I started following my own rules. And it's really paid off for me. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about our belief systems. And how do we shape them to be what we want them to be that work best for us in our life? When I first thought about doing this podcast, I was going back and forth with my friend. She is a really great soundboard. And we were just kind of going like, what is your belief system? What do you believe a belief system is? And back and forth. And she brought up a really good point that I want to start with because I think a lot of people with their belief systems start at this point. So she basically has described a belief system as your autopilot. How you act and react without really ever thinking about it when you're not consciously aware of what you're doing. It's your subconscious mind in control that is most people's belief systems. And she thinks this because your subconscious mind is pretty much created through your childhood. And if you think about it, we probably just have carried our beliefs into our adult lives from our childhood that our parents taught us without really ever questioning or reevaluating it. So then they become part of your DNA, they become part of your subconscious mind, and you kind of act on them without really thinking about why you're doing it that way. So basically, she is saying that if you are going to try and change your belief system, you're going to have to tap into your subconscious mind. Anyone who has studied the mind, anyone who has tried to do any kind of deep mindset work knows that reaching your subconscious mind is incredibly challenging because it's your blind spot and you don't know what you don't know. That's not to say it's impossible. There are therapists, that's why probably a lot of people go to therapy, (laughs) hypnosis, dream analysis, the works, but you can also do it at home by yourself. It might take a little bit more persistence, consistency, and like a true yearning to want to change, but you can absolutely do it on your own. So if you have a belief system and you don't know how you got it, that's probably the first step into changing it. Let's look at our belief system right now. What do we believe and why? So I'll go first. Here's an example that I want to give you for what my belief system was versus how it is today. For as long as I can remember, my dad has affiliated with a specific political party. When I was growing up, there was no questioning that. There, I was the child. He was the adult. It wasn't like thrown down my throat at all. It wasn't spoken at the dinner table. It wasn't, this is what you absolutely have to believe or nothing else. There was none of that. But I watched my dad's behavior. And in in my eyes, as a young female, my dad is going to be somebody that I look up to, somebody that I trust, someone who protects me. So of course I'm going to want to follow in his footsteps. In doing so, I pretty much just mimicked his behavior when it came to politics because I didn't actually understand anything, and I thought it was easier to side with someone who I loved, which put me in a few embarrassing situations in middle and high school. I was speaking on something that I didn't really understand, and it brought me... (laughs) into some awkward situations. I couldn't back myself up. I didn't really comprehend what I was doing. Looking back, obviously I can be like, wow, that was embarrassing. But at the time I was like, yeah, political this, political that, and like had no idea why I was doing that. For a while now, I've realized that just because it's my dad's thought process doesn't mean that it has to be mine. And in reevaluating my belief system, my political views obviously came up and was part of that. That's a big part of everyone's lives, I think. I decided that good, bad, or ugly, I want to know what both sides are doing. And to be honest, I don't really feel like I need to pick. I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people to hear because we drive our lives with being this way or that black or white, yes or no, so it's hard when you say, oh, I'm not politically affiliated to somebody who that's really their passion, like my dad. If I went and had a conversation with my dad, it mostly would be him trying to tell me why his side of politics is the correct side to be on. That's just not the way that I decide to fly anymore. And that's okay. I still love my dad. We still hang out. We still get along. But anytime I'm over there, it's more of a, hey, politics is not my thing. So we're just not going to talk about it. So I realized I could change my beliefs away from that of what I was raised to believe. And that can be on a multitude of levels. Politics is a big one. Religion is a big one. Sexuality is a big one. But it could also be little things. A more surface example of this and your belief system could be, like, for example, my mom raised me to be very well kept. She always wanted me dressed to the nines, matching, clean, like everything in place. Appearances mattered to her. And maybe she brought that in from her childhood. I'm not really sure, but... In reevaluating my belief system, I had to stop and be like, Is this something that I intrinsically enjoy? Or am I just bringing it into my adult life because it's what I've been conditioned and used to all of my childhood? And it's interesting to see those answers when you really stop and think about it. For so long, I always like, again, middle school, high school, college looks were very important to me and i never really questioned why when we go to reevaluate our belief systems it could be something as small as that if you go through and you say well you know what no i actually like my heart enjoys this my mind enjoys this that's okay then keep that keep that as part of your belief system I'm not saying that everything that we learned from our childhood, from our parents is wrong. I'm just saying that it's nice to reevaluate a belief system because if you don't reevaluate it from time to time, it gets stale, it gets stagnant, it gets stuck, and that energy is just not great for moving forward and evolving, especially with the times and with society and humanity as a whole. So to sit down and kind of reevaluate who you are and where you are and what point of life you're at and what makes sense to believe in now, I think that that's an important step in adulthood. Like, let's let's take a minute and let's think about these things. So the good news is you get to set the standard for your belief systems. This is like the best part of this whole podcast. And I think I've probably said it in each episode by now, but everything starts from within. If you don't like you, if you don't like what you believe in, how in the world are you going to tell somebody else to believe in it? When you set your standards and when you do that for yourself, you are taking your own power back. And that's a really important place to start. When we have power and we feel firm in our choices, that resonates outward you kind of start to sway other people to want to do that for themselves. It's like a ripple effect. So you can start small or you can start with the fundamentals. Whichever way you want to go is totally up to you. My suggestion would be to just start. The way that it really started for me and... Now, I told you at the beginning of this episode that there were nine years in between Steve calling me lost and Steve calling me happy. So I'm not going to say that this can happen overnight. But if you put in work consistently and you really, really drive it from your heart, there's no way you're not going to see changes. It starts in the small daily things that you do every single day. If you can't do it, on a daily basis. If you can't even do it once a day, you're not going to be able to change those big fundamental human beliefs that you should foster. So what does it look like if we change it in the daily moments of our life? Starting small with your belief system will help you step into your courage when you're faced with those big life questions. So starting small in my world looked like typically when I got into a fight with anyone, I would shut down. Silence was the only answer that I knew because it was the answer that I grew up with. So that was part of my subconscious mind. It took a lot of people bringing that up to me to make me understand that it was a problem. But nevertheless, I faced it on small daily occurrences. So when I would get upset with somebody, even if it was for something small, like they didn't invite me to lunch, instead of shutting down, I forced myself in those moments to say something, anything, because to me, it was hard just to speak. I remember specifically my ex-boyfriend told me to take my toys and go home, and that has stuck with me. And that really was like the catalyst to me changing and speaking out for myself because I'm like, you know what? I'm not a baby and I'm, I'm not going to give the silent treatment because that's not going to get me anywhere and it's not going to get this conversation anywhere. So there's not going to be a resolve if I just shut my mouth. So then I started to force myself, even on those little, when I like would get upset for little things, I would force myself to say something. Just start with something. Even if it came out and it was horrible and it, you know, like led down a bad path, at least I said something. And those little changes in my behavior over time have evolved. I also was aware that I was doing anxious thoughts a lot more than I was doing happy thoughts. And this can be on a multitude of levels, but an example that I thought of recently was that. At 7 p.m. at night, I can either be happy that it's 7 p.m. at night or I can be anxious that it's 7 p.m. at night. And for anyone listening who doesn't suffer with anxiety and they're like, why in the world would you be anxious at 7 p.m. at night? I could talk you through it. I could go on and on about why you would be anxious at 7 p.m. at night. But just as an example, because my husband falls asleep at 8.30 and then gets up at 4.30, because I only have an hour left to spend with him, because it's already seven o'clock and I don't have dinner on the table, because it's seven o'clock and I haven't had any time for myself yet, but I also wanna spend time with my husband. The list can go on and on. So in those moments, I realize I can either think that way and pretty much ruin the hour and a half that I do have to spend with my husband thinking those anxious thoughts, or I could be grateful that it's 7 p.m. And I'm sitting down to dinner with my husband who has worked all day to provide the food that's on the table, the roof that's over our heads, and we're going to enjoy the moment. And that's where the thought ends. So if I can change the way that I think about those little things, and those are stepping stones then when you face those big life questions of the right and wrong, of the morality clauses, of the ethical clauses, of the sexuality clauses, you're more equipped to make an answer that's suitable to your new belief system. I'd like to note that, as with everything, and I'll say this until I'm blue in the face, This is not an end-all be-all. This does not mean that whatever belief system you grew up on is totally wrong and I'm telling you to change it. As with everything, you have to navigate your own mindset to the best of your ability. I'm trying to put my mindset pretty much on display to kind of say, hey, this is how I did it, but that doesn't mean that that might be the right way for you. So just as a side note, I have to say, If you're working to change your belief system and nothing that I'm saying is sitting well with you, that's totally okay. Leading into that though, everyone is entitled to their own belief system. This is where the waters get muddy because it seems like everyone is so freaking jaded with life right now that like we just are nitpicky. We're nitpicky as fuck and I don't really understand why but... One-of-a-kind belief systems are the only kind that you're going to get. Everyone, even if you put a room of Christians together, they might all like the same genre of music, but I can guarantee you each one of them is tuned into a different song. There's never going to be another mind like yours, so don't try and make your mind like someone else's conformity and all believing in the same thing is like the worst thing we can do as human beings. If we all follow the same path, if we all believe the same thing, if we're all conforming to one idea, there's nothing to learn and there's nothing to grow from. If you sit six different people from six different religions and walks of life into one room That is so much more amazing of a conversation than if you put six Christians in a room who all grew up in the same exact town and went to the same place and did the same thing and have the same people and blah, 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 blah. blah. That's boring. That's boring. I'm not saying that you're boring. I'm saying that that intellectual conversation of learning and growing would be so much more interesting in a group of people who all believe in different things because we're constantly learning from each other and that's how we generate and continue our human connection. I think when most people say belief systems, they think, what is your religion? And I'm here to tell you that those two things are separate from each other. You can have a religion that you believe in, but that doesn't mean that your religion is your belief system. Because your belief system could also include the fact that you like red so much more than you like pink. And that's part of who you are. That's your part of your belief system, but that's not in the Bible anywhere. So when you're being asked or when you're building your belief system try not to jump immediately to your religion. Because religion, like I said, is kind of just like liking the same genre of music. Like yes, Christians could be all country. They're all country music. But every single Christian is listening to a completely different country music song. Just because they like the same concept doesn't mean that they hear the same tune. And I think that that's a great way to look at everyone's belief system as a whole you might like the melody of someone else's song but the words might not hit you right it might not sink in the way that it does with them on top of knowing that everyone is entitled to their own belief system i think it's also important to know that we can still get along with people who don't believe in the same thing that we believe in if it's not a fundamental difference like You believe in not murdering people, and they do. (laughs) Obviously, you're not going to want that person in your life. But if you believe in love, and they believe in love, if you believe in kindness, and they believe in kindness, I don't see why you can't get along and just not talk about what it is that's different about your beliefs. Or even better, have a conversation about it without driving to that anger, to that you're wrong, I'm right point of view. If we can stay open-minded, then maybe we can learn about something from someone else's belief system. Forming the way that we believe is our atlas to life. We learn to listen consciously to intuition, to our gut feeling, to our head, our mind, our heart. And that is what drives us, and that's what continues to grow our belief system. The second you decide you want to start creating your belief system the way that you want it, you can just start. Start setting your own standards. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some time. But eventually, your husband will be calling you happy. And that's really, really cool. So on an everyday basis... My biggest advice for your belief system would be to kind of step outside of like the looking glass and watch and observe people's behaviors, watch and observe your own behavior and see what sticks out to you. See what feels good. And then on the opposite end, evaluate what doesn't work for you anymore When you're lying in bed at night, go back over that. Why did I not like the way that I felt when they were saying this? Or why did I not like the way that I felt when I responded this way? Watching people react and respond, you learn so much. 90% of what matters is how the person reacts and responds to the situation. If you're watching someone that you think that you're friends with respond and react to situations over and over again that you don't agree with, maybe it's time to take a step away from that friend. Or if there's a boss or an employee or a co-worker that consistently responds to bad situations and they turn it around and they make light of it and they make it feel easier on you, Take a few hints from them. Put that into your belief system. You know what? I like the way that she responded. I like that she took a bad situation and turned it into good. I love to see that. So maybe that's what I'm missing in my belief system. Because if we can observe reactions and we are attracted to certain types of reactions intrinsically, meaning it makes your heart happy, That's speaking to you. That's speaking to your atlas. That's asking to be a part of your belief system. And innately, yes, we all basically just want to be happy and and we can for the most part. I think that there's a lot of pessimistic people out there that'll be like, well, that's not realistic. But unfortunately, I just think that we've lost what happiness means because we're all flooding around with a belief system that's not our own we're doing things that aren't true to us because of what? We think society says we should be this way or our family thinks that we're one way, so we have to act that way. Those inauthentic behaviors will never get you to a place of resounding happiness inside of you. But if you can be as authentic as possible every single day, day in and day out, happiness follows that. And yes, you can be realistic in situations still, but you can be realistically happy about it too. It doesn't always have to be, well, you can't be happy because of X, Y, and Z. Well, who says? I decide that I want to be happy because that's part of my belief system. And I'm going to find the best of every single situation for as long as I physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually can. Like I said, belief systems are hard. (laughs) They're a very challenging topic to talk about. I get very passionate when I speak on being true to who you are. A lot of the times when I have conversations with people about this, I'm met with excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. To some point, we have to stop and say, no more excuses if you don't like who you are, if you're not happy with yourself. Evaluate your belief system Start to make those gradual moves to be able to be more happy every single day. So if your belief system is your autopilot, like my friend said, then tap into your subconscious mind. Do some mind work. See what comes up. If you set your own standards to your life, you take the power into your own hands, you get to decide what's fundamentally right. Even if that's not the same thing that you hear everyone else saying is right or wrong, if you truly in your heart of hearts believe that it's right, follow that. Because you're the only one that has to live inside of your mind. So make it a happy place to be and that starts with what you believe in. Our differences are what makes us beautiful. So don't be ashamed or afraid or make excuses for yourself that you can't change. Start small, starting your daily life. If you've gone through most of your life not questioning anything that you believe in, maybe now's the time to start. Maybe this is your sign to change your belief system. When you're watching other people react and respond to life, 10% of it is what's really happening. 90% of it is how they're responding and reacting to the situations that they're being put through. Surround yourself with people that you like how they respond to their life. And maybe you learn something or two and you can put that into your own belief system. 2022 is the year of believing in yourself. And that starts with the belief system. Follow me on Instagram at Misty Seibel. You can also email me, sweethomesibel at gmail.com. I can't wait to see where this goes in 2022. I finally feel like I have a home in the podcasting world. This is the truest thing that I've done for myself. And it just goes to show you it's because I'm following my own belief system. That's all I have for today. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more, follow, subscribe, like, comment, share. You know, all of the social media things would be amazing. That's all for me today. Thank you for listening to Sweet Home Seibel.